Now tuning in to Earbud Media, audio for everyone. We're just like so in it. In it to win it. Yeah. I love it. You Go know, to- after a, a bit of a, a goof em up week <laughs> Listen. on my on strictly my part. <laughs> we had to make him horny for it, okay? We really gotta make you wait for it, you know? <laughs> you weren't ready for all the good jokes that were in that episode, so I decided to just burn them. <laughs> Listen, if we're being honest. We didn't record. Uh, we <laughs> just, we had to take some me time. Sure. Some you time. A&R, you know, R&R. So. <laughs> but now we're here. Um, we were back from the Met Gala and we're ready to talk shop. Yeah, we, we are rejuvenated by the glorious looks Yes. And mostly not glorious looks of the Met Gala. <laughs> yeah. I, and we're ready. Yes. To do the show that Joan Rivers used to do, which was called Hi, I'm Racist, Let's Talk About Dresses. Yes. What the fuck was that show called? Do you remember the one on E that she did with her daughter? <sighs> I have no idea. Come on, Cody, come on. Just for once, will you play with me? (laughs) No, I can't. (laughs) Fashion Felice. Jesus Christ. Okay, I'm sorry. Um, I was just thinking about what not to wear, and then I couldn't get out of that thought puzzle. That's fair. (laughs) Um, First of all, before we get into this, what did you wear to the Met Gala? (laughs) I wore just a... Like a full printed out like DVD cover of Showgirls. <laughs> oh my god! On my torso and body, I love and that. that was it. I love that. Thank you. What did you wear? I so I saw what someone's Metsona, which first of all, one of my favorite things <laughs> from the internet. <laughs> Metsona. Uh, it's one of my favorite things every year that people do. They're like, oh, you didn't do this. I obviously need to just, like, bring this to the space. Um, And it was, like, this elegant take on a s'mores where they did this, like, chocolate head kind of piece, a, like, marshmallow body kind of dress piece, and then these almost, like, fire stick boots that were, like, red and and gorgeous, and it... I'm describing it very poorly, but it was very artistic and beautiful. Um, and I would definitely show up to the Met um, as as chocolate and marshmallows. Yeah, you would definitely take the theme as like camping and be like, "Oh yeah, what is everyone wearing?" <laughs> yeah, I don't. Understand I'm what... prepared. I'm here. Yeah, I would definitely show up in neoprene and just like an actual tent that's for sure yeah yes show up as like pita dressed as a rock (laughs) oh my god (laughs) because that's what um you know the hip viewers of the met gala and attendees of the met gala are looking for in 2019 uh references to the hunger games (laughs) show up as the fucking pink carpet just right. like on the floor. <laughs> Just step on me. <laughs> <laughs> Though I did say that many times last night. I right. will say that. Especially when looking at Kristen Stewart. All right, let's get into it. Let's please. dive into it, fellas, because she looked hot. She wasn't on theme, but she was hot, so it's fine. Yeah, she looked great. Just her not... hair, her eyebrows, oh. more importantly. Good God. She had, like, an orange sunset, like, situation happening, and it was beautiful. And then she had, like, a sparkly black 
shirt and pants situation and a white pants situation. It was just, ugh. Man. My God. It was, there were so many people, folks. Yeah. There was a lot of, a lot of boys and girls and ghouls at the Met Gala. <laughs> there was. <laughs> I, first of all, how did you feel about the theme in comparison to the past couple of years? Um, like, as a theme or how people, like, accomplished it? <laughs> or both? Both. Okay. Um, I think the theme of camp is very good. Yes. Um, I think it is very hard to, uh, execute. Yes. Because it is, like, fundamentally based in, like, hundreds of years of theory and, like, queer identity and, like, all this shit. So it's, like, I don't know. It's hard even talking about camp today. It's, like, there's so many layers. Like, Susan Sontag's not the first or last word on camp, and there's, like, a whole giant, like, there's a whole, like, camp studies exists, you know? Like, there's a whole giant plethora of stuff within it, right? Um, But it is very fun. Intentionally, that's the point. Yes. And I think a lot of people did have fun with it. I do think a lot of people did not have fun with it and just was like, I'll wear whatever, a tracksuit. I'm looking at you, Frank Ocean. Oh or my like, God. people I trust, people I trust. <laughs> and I was let down. But like, for the most part, I feel like the, the queers are out and they were having a great time and everyone else was just kind of looking fine. And that's okay. Yes. I, I, I loved it. I was very happy, um, especially, I don't know, last year's was okay. Last year's, if I remember right, was the, like, Catholicism. Yeah, right? there were some good looks there. There were some good looks. Um, but it was also kind of like, we get this every year. <laughs> like Right. No, um, it's pretty, it's just like, oh, it's crystals and also pretty dresses, you know? Yeah. Um, and also, like... Our experience in this world is right. Catholicism. Yeah. Yes. Um, so, um, remember the like zip tie crown though. That yes. shit was it's, legendary. Yes, um, it was. It was interesting to not have Rihanna there. Um, yes. So, but there were some definite notes. Um, I loved that Lady Gaga had. Four costume changes. <laughs> um, it was so good. I felt seen. That's for sure. Yeah. Um, for- that was definitely like my whole childhood was like, hi, you're not paying attention to me. Let me do a costume change. Make sure that you see me. I obviously like Zendaya, like, sorry. Um, <laughs> Is that allowed? Yeah. Thank you for bringing your ugly stepsisters to the space. Um, <laughs> Yeah, there were, like, Janelle's was super cool. Yeah. Um, Ezra Miller's? Oh, my God. It amazing. Ezra's terrified me in the yeah. best of ways. Yeah. Um, there was, I really, I was kind of taken aback by um, Michael Urie's. Oh, yeah. Because um, I, I don't think, I saw a shot of that just, like, from the side, and so I was like, mm-hmm. oh, that's interesting, and then I was like, oh, damn, okay, I got it. Um, Someone made a tweet, like, with a photo of him, and it was, like, me when I sang both parts in Shallow. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> and it's the funniest shit. Obviously, like, Mr. Porter didn't come to play. Listen, and he never does. <laughs> no. He's there like, to win, and he'll win every year he's invited. That's Which true. hopefully is forever. <laughs> hopefully. Yeah. It was just like, I. it felt like when, I and I only imagine when the group comes together to like draw the theme, they do it out of a hat. Um, <laughs> and they were like, it just said Billy Porter's name and it. they were like, oh, okay, so it's camp this year. Got it. <laughs> cool. Um, I loved Lizzo's yes. outfit. Um, what I loved even more was that she wore the, the like, what was it, like a cape, a jacket, something, yeah. um, to the airport the next day. That was <sighs> amazing. Um, there were some that were also, like, you just wore a black suit and tie. Uh, why? Why did you do that? Um... I'm trying to think of who did I see yesterday that was, like, super disappointing. Um, I've, like, blinked them from my mind because I was so upset about it. But 
Oh, well. There was one that I was pretty happy by. Darren Chris. I liked his... Yeah. His eye makeup was very good. It was wow. very good. Yeah. yeah. So, this is... Other than the case you watch, not really part of the show. Yeah. Um, but it was just made me happy. So It's fun. We're having fun. Yes. Um, also, are we still, like, collectively as a society pretending that Darren Chris is straight? Because I'm over it, to be honest. Yeah, I... Hmm. Like, he can... Whatever. If that's his brand, that's fine. But I'm just tired <laughs> of it. I agree. Oh, that's who I want to talk about with the black suits. Um, fucking Rami Malek and the fucking dude who's <sighs> playing Rocket Man. Yep. What is with that? Hmm? Excuse me? Hi. I saw so many people on Twitter being like, did you learn nothing from them, actually? I'm I, just so mad. I am too. Why I'm, are most men even invited to this? <laughs> Because they clearly don't want to be there, and they're not having fun, and they're not going to do shit like they're supposed to, so just kick them out. And the whole point of the Met Gala is supposed to be to have fun. Like, this is supposed to be fun. Yeah. It's supposed Come to on. be, like, dramatic and fun. If you know you're not going to have fun, and you don't like dressing up and being silly and looking good, then go the fuck home. Then talk shit on Twitter like everybody else. Yeah. Yeah. It's like the Olympics. If you're not going to have fun, then stay home. <laughs> yeah, that's what everyone says about the Olympics. That's what Michael Phelps says to himself in the mirror every year, every yep. four years. <laughs> it's like... Listen, I'm here to have fun, all right? <laughs> it's You're supposed to be in pain in your heels. Yeah. And smile through it and smile through the pain. And if it's not worth it, then stay in your sweatpants and talk shit on Twitter like everybody else. Yeah, like a normal person. Exactly. Gosh. Speaking of normal people, let's talk about Jamie Dornan. <laughs> the most normal man. <laughs> He actually, yeah, he's kind of just a regular dude, really. He's just in some big movies. Yep. He's just a normal person who his fucking agent was just like, hey, you want to do me a favor? And the favor <laughs> happened to be Fifty Shades of Grey. Yeah. And here we are. Yeah. So we find out that uh, he almost turned down... Doing Fifty Shades of Grey. Ba ba ba. Which doesn't surprise me at all. No. Knowing Jamie Dornan personally. <laughs> Good friends. <laughs> Friend of the podcast, Jamie yeah, Dornan. Yeah, Jamie Dornan. <laughs> um, yeah, he... So, this is a, an article from Digital Spy that says he, you know, almost didn't do the movie. Because, quote, it's very odd, to be honest. Um, yeah, I mean, I could imagine being an actor and reading that script. Yeah. And being like, you know what? I'm okay, actually. <laughs> this is gross and bad, and I don't want to be a part of it. Yeah. But also, uh, that check is pretty fat. Yeah, I can imagine, looking back, he's like, that, um... That compromised a lot of my morals as a human <laughs> sure. being. Yeah. But yeah. Um, my girls will be able to go to college. Right, yeah. So. And you know, it's good to like start low, right? Because now we can only go up. You know? There's not f there's not much lower he can get, you know? Well, he did do that Robin Hood movie. So he did do the Robin Hood movie. <laughs> <laughs> but besides that, there's not much lower he can get. <laughs> That's true. That's true. I believe in him. He just so, if he sticks with the dad look and the beard, yeah, then he will be a respectable actor. Yeah, and always just keep moving forward. You know what my hope is for him? What that he ends up in some of those like mid-career Julia Roberts movies Ooh. at some point. Yes. Like, or, like, 
his version of like a Mamma Mia kind of movie. Like I yeah. really want him I want him to be Just like let him loose. Yeah, like I want him to be like the Pierce Brosnan kind yeah. of character. Oh yeah. <sighs> he could just dance and sing and have a great time. Fuck. You know what? I just want Jamie Dornan in like a real rom-com. Me too. I think that would be super fun. Me too. And I don't oh. want to feel guilty for watching it cuz it's filthy and garbage. Yeah, I don't I don't want to feel guilty for getting turned on by Jamie Dornan. Right. It's because he is an attractive dude. Yeah. And he deserves to to be loved on in a way <laughs> that a director should be able to show that. And the one, show that in a way that he's not, like, twinkified. Yes. Um, which, like, listen, that's, that's somebody something. Sure. Um, but also in a way that isn't, like, he's abusive um, <laughs> is, the, is the main thing. Just like a, a stay-at-home dad who just, like loves to love on somebody yeah that's all i want it's what we deserve yeah and it's what he deserves yeah (laughs) yeah that's you know is that too much to ask hollywood (laughs) okay mr hollywood god william hollywood you know bill (laughs) billy (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) god damn it yeah. I just fuck. really want. Uh, Alright. Alright, moving on to this next one here. Now that our fucking spoiler thing has been lifted, so Russo <laughs> Brothers won't come after my ass. I'm not scared of them anyway. <laughs> I'm not scared of you. I'm not. They're just two white dudes. Um, yeah. Allie's never been scared of two white dudes. <laughs> I've she never take on every one of them. I'm not. They all have daddy issues. Um, yeah, they're okay. easy to break. <laughs> yeah, for real. I know how to get to their ego. Listen, <laughs> I teach in middle school. You want me Your to weak points are all over you. Gaga, I gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, they all have bad knees. Um, <laughs> every white guy has bad knees. <laughs> Listen, they're all afraid. That's a universal truth. <laughs> They're all afraid to stretch. They think it's, like, girly or whatever. <laughs> Tell me I'm wrong. I'm not fucking gay, dude. I'm not gonna stretch my legs. Tell me I'm wrong. <laughs> I oh dare you. No, it's funny because it's true. That's what I'm saying. It's funny because it's true. I was in so many PE and as I'm sure you were, too, <laughs> and I was like, and so many of the guys were like, no, dude, no, I'm not gay. I'm not going to stretch. <laughs> so oh, like, I got this. My raw body as it is right now is ready. And all those fuckers can't bend down to tie their shoes now. That's why they wear Vans. <laughs> Fucking Russo brothers. All right. Anyways. Anyway. <laughs> Eat my ass. Um, okay. So the reason why I'm talking to you on the Russo brothers is um, we're talking about the end game credits here. And yeah. I'm just going to talk about the Endgame credits specifically. Um, the reason why is that when I went to go see the Avengers Endgame 3,000 years ago at this point, <laughs> it gave me a lot of feelings, as you would expect. Sure. Um, but the end, the credits specifically, and when we recorded this the first time, Cody, I did let you know that they have like 60 build main characters god jesus that's so dense of a movie (laughs) which they put into their like main credits before Mm -hmm. before the like the like long star wars kind of credits scrolly exactly and so what they do is for the most part each one gets their own like credits card Mm -hmm. sometimes two or so share uh Wow. Um, sorry. <laughs> it's just, I can't say her name without, like, it evokes something in me. Um, okay, so what they did is they're in this, like, sepia tone where they show the, like, 
where they first show up in the MCU, basically. And some of them have, when it gets to, like, six main ones, um, they, like, sign their name on the screen. Cute. Yeah. And so why I'm talking about this is that it gave me a lot of Breaking Dawn Part 2 vibes. Mm -hmm. And I could not help, while I was, like, sobbing in the theater, I was like, um, first of all, they copied. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Sorry. (laughs) They, um, they took this from Ms. Meyer, and the only difference is that instead of the Avengers theme here, it should be A Thousand Years Part 2, actually. I'm sure, I hope someone makes that edit where they just take out the sound and just make it A Thousand Years. What I would fucking give. That would, honest, I would, I don't know, actually, if I would cry more. Or less, honest, or if it would just be the exact same. Sure, yeah. Uh, but it was, it was very, it made me very emotional. Yeah. Uh, and it was, it was, it was powerful. I will say that. That's for yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah. Believe it. Yeah. Speaking of powerful, we have some very important news from our past. Would you like to take over here? Yes, of course. Listen, fellas, ladies... <sighs> Ghouls. Ladies. Ghouls. <laughs> Adam Driver voice ghouls. Uh, <laughs> oh my god, speaking of Adam Driver, did you oh see the comparison <laughs> to Harry Styles? Oh my god. It was so important. Yeah. First of all, we have to talk about Harry Styles from the Met Gala. Um, yeah. Because, Jesus Christ, that was a look. He was a little cutie. He was a little cutie. Um, and I felt personally attacked that people were making that comparison to Adam Driver from Star yeah. Wars because yeah. whoa, um, but, whoa, whoa. Anyway, um, we're here to talk about Robert, who was not invited to the Met Gala, or at least did not show up. <laughs> and that's rude. <laughs> he would have done. I think a he would have turned something out. Maybe I think so too. Maybe I have too much uh, hope for this boy. Um, but he's back. He's telling it like it is to Hollywood. He's saying "fuck you." Uh, to pay inequity amongst genders in Hollywood. Which, like, I mean, it's about time that Robert Pattinson waited on this problem. (laughs) That's the opinion I've been waiting for most closely. Yes, I agree. Because we've got all these movements. We got the Time's Up. We got the Me Too. We got the whole feminist movement talking about this shit. But, like, what does Robert think? You know? Yeah, he's telling. What does he think? He's telling Billy Hollywood to get bent. That's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Billiam, <laughs> Billy, <laughs> Billy, Billiam Hollywood, fuck you. And yeah, he was actually saying. I mean, I'm not gonna clown him too hard because he's saying some good stuff. Um, but <laughs> that's true. He was basically saying that, like, hey, it's fucked up that women still still don't get paid as much as men in Hollywood, um, I would gladly work for free if that, like, could ensure, uh, my female co-workers were getting paid the same. Um, which, like, hell yeah, clink clink, bitch. <laughs> hell yeah. <laughs> clink clink. What's your counter to that? Billiam? Yeah, what's up, Billiam? <laughs> hell Now yeah. I'm just thinking about that show Billions, which I know nothing about, but I do know it exists. <laughs> What? And it's like business, maybe. I know nothing about business. That's fine. I... Oh my god! Someone's having a fucking laugh. <laughs> yeah, my next door neighbors are having like a party outside. Oh. Um, this is just a a little peek inside to the PNW right now. Um, yeah, we're in the midst of a heat wave where Ooh. it's gonna be like. 85 for the next three days. Yeah, I saw um, your boyfriend tweeting from the Seattle, like, weather watch or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> so we, this is thanks to our friends of the pod, um, Chris and Rachel. Crump. Uh, from, yes, from Coffee with Rachel. What the fuck? I almost messed up. I was like, Coffee with Rachel. Um, wow, a fake fan. <laughs> if I ever I heard just, one. I'm so used to just, like, fucking Rachel, up their Chris. name on Crystal. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, I apologize. But, so, because of them, we got hooked onto this Twitter called Seattle Weather Blog, um, <laughs> which, like, the most fucked up thing. 
Anyways, they actually tweet like really good shit and we were hooked on them because of the snow. Um, but, and I, I still like follow them because they're helpful in telling me about like allergy stuff or whatever. Oh, sure. Yeah. But my Chris was like, oh yeah, I stopped following them a long time ago. And I was like, fake fan. Um, but now because of this heat wave, he was like, oh yeah, I guess I get a start following them again which i guess <laughs> apparently he needed to tell the whole world um, right i'm glad he did what, <laughs> which is what twitter is for basically yes. um but since our apartments are poorly ventilated as are most apartments to be fair um apparently they think that 7 30 is an appropriate time to just scream outside sure. like hooligans um, yes like 7 30 isn't the appropriate bedtime <laughs> to go sleep. <laughs> I can't believe you're partying at this hour, 7.30. It is so, bedtime. So disrespectful. God, don't you know that an old woman lo- lives next door? Honestly. I'm the a nerve. bitch. Get out <laughs> I'm gonna make that my fucking text tone. <laughs> I'm a witch. <laughs> As I say in a vaguely, like, southern accent. There's some accent on it. Get the accent, YouTube guy, on it. Because I can't really discern what it is, but it is good. It's something. It's good. There's, it's just an accent from living on this earth too long. (laughs) Anyway, Robert destroyed uh, sexism, so that's all you need to know. Yeah, (laughs) R.I.P. sexism. Yeah. Uh... 200,000 BCE to now. Yeah. Listen, I'm a social teacher. Shut up. (laughs) Okay, last thing um, is, and I'm sorry about this, but we have to talk about Yale teams. Oh, Allie. I'm sorry. I don't want (laughs) It's our job. (laughs) Listen. She's at it again. Listen, may they have... Oh my god! Stop! Stop! Mm. Listen, I have ad blocker on. I don't even know what that was. Oh my god. It's those witches outside. Wait, I thought I was the witch. Hold on, I got my narrative confused. It's fine, it's fine. Okay, we're back. back. Okay, so this is a piece from Cinema Blend. It is. E.L. James admits people are already circling Fifty Shades authors. What? Oh, authors the mister for movie rights. That's basically it, folks. Um, yeah. E.L. James came out with her new book, The Mister. Like five which, seconds ago. Yeah, which we talked about briefly is about Meghan Markle, question mark. Um, which, congrats, Megan, on having your baby. Um, you're doing the damn thing. Yeah. I think I saw your baby's name was... <laughs> Here we go. Hit him. Was... Fuck. Mm-hmm. I saw it. Hold on. Everyone shut up. <laughs> why is Twitter why is telling me her new baby's name is... Yes, girl. Archie. Thank the- you. Congrats on your new baby's name, Archie. Um, and now E.L. James is getting, apparently, offers to make this into a movie because everyone wants that to happen. Yeah. Um, Especially us. Oh, so much us. You know Man, that. I am looking forward to that. Yep. Yeah. Um, I'm just gonna quickly send you a photo. Oh, no. Um, so excuse the little swoop. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> if I could just turn your sound off. <laughs> no, you turn your sound off. It is um, off. It's always off. I just... We care about our podcast. Well, sometimes <laughs> I just want our audience to think that they're... They have paparazzi. Fair enough. Um, so, I th- if I'm not mistaken, I think 
that is all the news that we have. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Um, whoop. <laughs> <laughs> just listen. Oh, boy, I do hate that image. <laughs> um, it's just a little ad on this. Oh, my God, I'm losing all my words. Article that says we now know what ha- really happened to Dennis Franz. And it's the scariest photo I've ever seen in my whole it's life. It's pretty horrifying. I'll put it on, on the Twitter, but uh, okay. it is cursed, so be warned. <laughs> that when you see this, you will die in some days. <laughs> yeah. um, we have a listener question from our patron. Would you like to read it, please? Boy, would I. Thank you. This is from Caleb Brown, Town, Lautner. Stronger than the Marines. Braver and stronger. Could Holy fight shit. all of them. Easily. Yes. With her heart and her body. And her guns. Anyway. <laughs> Taylor says, So I learned recently that Santino Fon- Fontana this does yeah. the uh, voiceover for the audiobook. Santino Fontana, a.k.a. Greg from Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, a.k.a. Prince Hans and Frozen. Fuck. Friends, I've listened to a sample and it's horrifying. It's very cursed. Oh my god. Fuck. I hate... I hate Everything. It. I hate it. Taylor. Taylor. You can't just curse our inbox, Taylor. Listen. This is a blessed space. Yeah. Why? Hey. (laughs) Hey, listen. Real quick. Fuck you. Oh, whoa. Whoa, 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 whoa. Listen, I thought... You don't speak... No, you don't speak to Taylor Brown. Lautner like that. No. She is braver than the Marines. Okay. She knows where you live and she will come and find you. <laughs> is she going to tell me that I'm not flexible? That I can't actually tie my shoes? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> She's so strong and you're not ready for it. I believe that. Anyway, this <laughs> sample is cursed um, and I don't want to listen to it. Um, but I will say that if anyone from the Crazy Ex-Girlfriend cast were to narrate this audiobook, it would be Greg, so... I believe that. He's a very, he's got some Joe energy, you know? Some dormant Joe energy, but still there. I don't like that this link says, you, boom, nod, in it. That stresses me out. Okay, great. (laughs) What does it mean? Cody, what does it mean? (laughs) It's an auto-generated link, Allie. I think it's probably fine. Cody, it means something. (laughs) They're out there. (laughs) I have red string in my hand, Cody. (laughs) She's just throwing it around her room. (laughs) Yeah. It means something. There's a connection. It all is connected. Okay. Good lord. (sighs) And with that yawn break, we're going to go to this email. All right, buckle up, fuckers. Strap in. Strap in for this very important email. All right, it's from someone who I will not name. This email, for context, I don't know what time zone they're in, but it was sent to us at 4.45 a.m. All right, so I guess this is my experience with the Twilight Saga from forever ago. I want to, I love that, just like, get into the show. Yeah, just fuck an introduction. <laughs> fuck a hello. Let's get into it. I want to start by saying I found your podcast a month ago when the Valley folk shouted it out. That was yeah, yeah, yeah. And I've been binging it at work. I'm on episode 101, so I think I can safely say I enjoy it. God, that's... are you? Are your ears okay? Yeah, that's a hundred episodes in a month. So Jesus. Uh, what the fuck? Jesus. Anyways, I initially thought the concept of Twilight was interesting when I heard about it in book orders in middle school, but lost interest when I found out it was set in the modern day. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, I tried to read New Moon first, but got incredibly bored around the part where Bella and Jacob go to the movies and never finished it. Yeah, that's fair. Then a few years later, when my parents let us rent a movie, my little brother was supposed to rent Scott Pilgrim vs. the World, but rented Eclipse instead because Hell he yeah. thought it looked cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's fair. 
<laughs> I was very upset and then found out Eclipse was a very bad movie. And that's basically it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Your brother fucked you over. <laughs> yeah. But you live and you learn, you know. That's true. Also, I guess it's worth mentioning that I saw the first Fifty Shades movie when it first came out and had to watch it in two separate sittings because it was painfully bad. Yeah, fair enough. And the email ends there. So, I think they fell asleep while <laughs> emailing us. Listen, um, get in, get out. Yeah, that's true. I respect it. I do too. Um, I'm very interested in your little brother's taste. Um, I want to know how young they were and the fact that they wanted to rent Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. Yeah. Pretty good. Um... Because it seems like whichever choice that you had, um, you were going to get some Anna Kendrick out of it, which is A plus in my book. Right. Which I love. I love that a lot. Yeah. Um, but honestly, I you have quite a journey there, which is very good. Yeah. Do you want to get into you? I, I guess. I guess we must. Okay. It's about uh, time. Do you remember where we left off? Yes. Sort of. <laughs> <laughs> uh, basically, we we start back up again um, with Joe talking about Candace. Yes. Um, which is... Interesting, because it's, it's pretty different from how he does it in the show, which is very sporadic and not really linear, and also not really a lot of, like, talking about it, just, like, she appears sometimes, or she's like, ah, Candace, you'll learn about her later, and then we never really do. Right. In the book, at least, it's, like, pretty intense. Like, he just so says the entire story of, like, how they met, and their relationship, and all of this shit, um, which I think was pretty, uh pretty interesting in comparison yes yeah so when we left off last time um joe had yeeted himself out the window (laughs) yeah uh, because um beck had come back from somewhere yeah whatever Uh, living her life yes exactly we find out a little bit more about beck in that she's writing um but she has the audacity to not write about joe god what a fucking (laughs) bitch am i right yeah she's not writing about this person that she met once which is spoke to for like five minutes yeah and joe's like hold on you're not overly consumed with the idea of me because i'm perfect for you and you're not using that and channeling that energy into your all of your creative writing hmm it's a little weird huh yep little weird that you wouldn't do that hmm? yeah i'm trying to find an equivalent of this in my life and <laughs> so the idea that and this isn't like the idea that there is a, a grocery store clerk that would right. be consumed right. with me not tweeting about them endlessly it's like what the fuck yeah jesus <laughs> why would anyone ever care that much no how about you get over yourself, huh? Right. Would recommend it. Why are you not concerned with how to pay rent? <laughs> <laughs> Never a goddamn work anymore, Joe. <laughs> right. How are you going to um, pay those bills? Yes. Um, Beck also pays attention slash uses, uh, or no, just pays attention to the casual encounter section of Craigslist. R.I.P. 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 Pour one out. Yep. Which is, I don't know, I do find it ironic that Joe pays attention to that at all when I think it's very obvious that he would not have cared about Fosta Sesta. Right, no. (laughs) Jesus. So, shut up, Joe. Yeah, go fuck yourself, Joe. And he's, ugh, the way that he talks about uh, any woman's desires in any of this is garbage. Uh, because it's coming from a place of, like, control. And so he's like, oh, well, in the scenario with Beck when she was, like, having sex and masturbating or whatever, 
He was like, oh, I can't believe you're choosing to do this because this is gross and this is, and you're better than this. And, Ugh. like, with Casual Encounters, he's like, oh my god, why are you even, like, doing this? But at least you have standards because you're not just going for anyone. You have some boundaries. You're setting up some, you're just, like, getting yeah. uh, whatever, whatever you need. And it's like, fuck you! Fuck you, Joe. Fuck you, Joe. Fuck you, Joe. Fuck you, Joe. Yes, exactly. Fuck you, Joe. Fuck you, Um, Joe. He does go into a little bit more of the backstory with Candace. Do you want to share that? Sure. (laughs) Everyone sit down. (laughs) I have something to say. Snack and story time. Yeah. Um, So basically he goes through this whole story of how he met Candace. Uh, She was a a flute player in a band (laughs) with her siblings. Uh, which, like, super hot. <laughs> I'm into it. Love it. Um, they were called Murder. And so he was like, you know how I get this girl? Uh, is I go to her concert, and then afterwards I tell her that I'm, like, an agent. Like, I have, a, I have like, a, a record company, got, and I can hook them up, and then trick her, and then we'll fall in love, and then I'll never help her because I can't because I'm not I don't have a record company a record label um but it's cool because like you know in rom-coms everyone just lies and that's how love happens yep what that's how it be fuck you fuck you Joe fuck you Joe <laughs> fuck you Joe it's Everybody such a basis defense too he's like ugh well you know like Catherine Heigl and like all these rom-com greats like had to you know be tricked a little bit to find out who was really right for them and it's like <sighs> no fuck you. those are not morals to ascribe yourself to Joe I hate it Jesus everything about him is a red flag yeah he has a human red flag. And what I hate about it is there, at this point, there isn't any way to warn Beck because she doesn't know. No. Because there's there's nothing for her, there's no way to warn her because she isn't aware of him. Right. Yeah, and also, she's not thinking about him. <laughs> no! Like, she does not care about this man. She met him at a bookstore because he was working at the bookstore and she wanted to buy books. Yeah, she was using him for a service. Yeah. God damn it. Jesus. So, um, he does what I think so, well, I don't know if it's so far the creepiest thing. but It's up there, though. It's, it's definitely bad. up there. Um, which is using the using the law to its weak point, um, <laughs> which is that if you call a gas company and report a leak, they have to check it out. Yeah. Which I'm glad is a thing. Sure. Seems pretty good. It's, it, yes. But it's not his place. He does no. it at Beck's place. Um. So he, when he gets there, he takes her computer, looks through it, smells her green masturbation pillow, drinks out of her special brown mug. Yep. All of this is the grossest things. Yep. Yep. And he's uh, so judgy the whole time, too. He's oh like, yeah. oh my god, I'm drinking out of your mug and I still taste like shit from earlier you don't know how to wash a mug it's like fuck you joe yeah and like why are you shitting in mugs beck is your toilet <laughs> not working <laughs> do you not know how to use a toilet beck? okay if it was actual shit then sure joe should be concerned and maybe just wash it instead of drinking out of it right but like what was it ashes or coffee or something it was yeah it was ashes because uh benji was, was yeah. using it as an ashtray. Which, like, gross, Benji. Yeah, but the mug is not the tool to do that with. No, it's not. That is Which the is lowest more... on the list of ashtrays. <laughs> Things could, that could be used as ashtrays. Yeah, but again, Joe is judging Beck for something that a man has done. Yes. Surprise. Wow. Surprise. Yeah. 
Um, so naturally he watches Pitch Perfect. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to ease As the pain, you know? To do. Yeah. Um, he's also going through her writing, because that's not private. Nope. At all. And it's all gross. <laughs> yes. Maybe, was it at the end of this one that he jumps out the window? Was I getting it wrong? Yeah, it was out of this one. Because he, okay, gotcha. he's there, and I think this is the first time. Actually, it might not have been. Whatever. But, like, he's inside, and Pitch Perfect is over, and then he hears her, like, rustling the keys. And he's like, yurts! <laughs> Gotta gotcha. get out of here. Gotcha. Okay, yeah. So, at the end of this chapter, yeah. she comes in. That's right. And he yeets himself out the window. Okay. Yeet. Okay. Yeah, because he, he starts chapter four being like, oh, my back hurts. It's all your fault. <laughs> it's my bones are breaking. <laughs> it's all because I never stretched in high school. I forgot you lived in a four-story walk-up. <laughs> my back is split in half. <laughs> yep. God damn it. And he's all like lamenting about how he didn't go to college and he didn't waste his adulthood and it's just like what the fuck i don't understand um he also says the the weirdest line which he because he mentioned charlotte's web earlier on in this book which i didn't get then no and he says it again here of like you left charlotte's web but i don't look so hot either it's like, what does this mean? I really don't understand this metaphor. <laughs> Me either. I don't get what this author is trying to say. No. God. So he's at Greenpoint, which is yes. the little bar that Beck and her friends, her friends go to, to drink pickle juice or whatever. Mm, whiskey. And Joe's sure. pissed off <laughs> at everything around him. Yes. Because Beck is using this as a good time to do a open mic, if I'm not mistaken. Because um, she also invited Benji to listen to this, right? Yeah, I think so, yes. Okay. Um, so, and I remember we talked about this last time, and I still don't remember... They change the name of one of these characters. Yes. Um, so Is it's it supposed to be... Ch- Chana? Chana? Yes. Chana? Do you remember the name that we remembered that it was? Mm-hmm. It's Annika. Annika. Yep. Great. Yeah, they... So in the book, her name is Chana. But for some reason, they thought Annika would be easier to remember. Both pretty silly names. I'll say it. Yeah, and neither are the actual actress's name. So I have no idea why they changed it. Um, Do you think it would make more sense if they just renamed the character after the actress who played her? I don't know. But I just (laughs) felt like it was odd to change the book name to a completely different name. Sure. Um, so, they've got, I'm just going to call her Annika. Um, yeah. Annika and Lynn are at the table when... Dragging the shit out of Beck. And Peach. And Peach, um, yeah. When Beck is reading, and then we've got Joe listening in. Yeah. And, yeah, they're just, they're just talking shit about everybody. Which is a mood, I guess. Sure, fair uh, enough. Oh, and they're also, like, talking shit about Benji, too, because he's yeah. supposed to be there, but he's not. Because uh, he's the worst. Yes. And then Joe goes into a spiral because they're like, well, I mean, you fell for a sociopathic party boy, and he's like, did you say fall for? Beck, are you in love with Benji? Beck! Beck, you have to tell me. <laughs> he put his ashes in your mug, and you didn't even really like having sex with him. I don't understand. Becky sells fancy soda. <laughs> you can't be in love with him. I have so many questions. Um, yeah, he's... Joe is freaking out. 
and the girls are seemingly having a good time, even though Beck doesn't, like, really know what's going on. Right. This whole time, Beck is, like, being vulnerable and, like, reading about cowboys and just really honing in on her shit. And her friends, who are there to support her, are just shitting on her and her choices. Yeah. And Peach is not there, which is really a bummer. Yeah. Did we get into the, um, how Joe loves that, uh, Beck is an, a quote-unquote old soul? No, we didn't. We also didn't get into the story that Beck is reading. Right, okay, so let's do that. Uh, okay. Because Joe, Joe is the kind of guy that, like, loves just having old sensibilities, right? Because he's sure. off the grid, he hates social media, he thinks, you know, new technology is poison or whatever the fuck. And yes. so when he sees, like, the stuff that Beck writes, which is a lot of, like, stuff about cowboys and the Old West and back in the day, back in the good old days, he's like, I got, I fucks with that. Yes. I, I get it. You're oh. not like other girls, Beck. You oh. get it, what it's like to be a cowboy. <laughs> you want to live in a house with no electricity. Just like me. <laughs> Ugh. Yes. Um... And it just seems so out of character for her to be writing this cowboy story. Right. Based on the kind of stuff that we see her write in the TV show. Right. It's so wild. Yeah. And she's also like, I don't know, she's a city girl now, at least. Like... Yeah. It makes... It's very out of character. She's not really a recluse. She's just kind of like getting her MFA in New York City. It made it seem like she was watching Westworld or something and was like, (laughs) hmm... We know, they always schedule Westworld after Pitch Perfect, so I think it just seeped in a little bit. That's true. And she's like, alright, this is something, I got, there's a story in here. Yeah. (laughs) There's something to this. Yeah, that, that honestly tracks. Yeah. What I know. Oh my god. I, this whole situation was weird. Because don't get me wrong, I, I think in the TV show, Lynn and Annika are fine, Sure. But let's be honest, we're really there for Peach. And yeah. we've gone four chapters and she's not here yet. It's upsetting. We've gotten so much Joe. And, and no really, Peach, no Blythe, and no Ethan. And, really and no Paco. Not that much, not, no Paco. And not a lot of Beck. No, either. definitely not. There's gross. too much Joe in these pages. Yeah, I agree. That's... That's not okay. That's no. not cool with me. No, no, no. No. Um, but next time, we've got chapters five and chapter six. Yeah. So that's something. We'll keep reading, so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, I don't know what happened in our last episode, <laughs> um, but for some reason, we apparently talked a lot about Beanie Babies. Listen, it happens. Sometimes. I don't know why. No. But we did. I don't know. Do you want to lean into the bit? We could if you want. Okay. I mean, let's do it, I guess. Sure. I, yeah, I, I still don't know why, but I guess for our Pachons, we're going to do Beanie Babies this time. Yeah. Why not? All right. And these are very expensive. Beanie Babies, apparently, as according to ebay.com. Yeah. Arguably some of the the most. Yeah. Okay. Do you want to start? Sure. Shout out to Sophia Salinger. Pew, 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 pew. Who's gonna be Hippity. Oh. It's a little bunny dude. A little blue bunny dude. Oh. Yeah. All right. Shout out to Aaron Salinger. Ow, ow. Yes. Who is going to be number four. Uh, Ringo and Bones. Oh, God. What a horrible combination of names. These psychedelic peace bears. Ringo and Bones. Bones. Shout out to Alex Blythe. Pew, pew, pew. Who's gonna be Bubbles? Aww, Bubbles. Little, little fish. A little bumblebee fish. Yeah. 
All right. Shout out to Marie Mooney. Ow! Marie, it feels like it's obvious, but I'm going to give it to you anyways. You're going to be Hope, number 13. Aww. The most softest bear. Hell yeah. Shout out to Taylor Brown Town Lautner. Pew, pew, pew. We'll fight every Marine on site. Holy shit. And it's gonna be Patty the Platypus. Aww. Yeah. Alright, Katie Weber, you are up next. Yeah, yeah. There's something about this one that just really gets me going. Um, <laughs> you're gonna be number 18, Snort. 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 Snort's the little really red good. Bull. It's a good... Oh, just the way it lays down. I, I know. <laughs> it's just... It just likes to lay down. I love that. Yeah. Shout out to Simon Steele. Motherfucking yoke to the max. Which is the metal that is inside of of his guns. Because they're so strong and so large. Holy shit. And he's going to be a simple but a mighty one. Jake. Ah. Who's the little duck. (laughs) I love Jake the duck. Yeah, Jake's good. I love the caption for this one. Yeah. Um, I I don't know that I have met a potentially more valuable Jake. No, I've never met a Jake that's worth $16,000. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> oh my god. Have Has your opinion on which Beanie Baby you are changed? No, of course not. Okay. I am Claude the Crab. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Have, have, has your taste changed? Are you still now, a gobbles? <laughs> I mean, I, so originally I was number 19 gobbles. I do, I do really resonate with the one that you decided for me of the seaweed. Yeah. Um, after I went to the zoo this weekend and I saw the, the penguins and the otters and I do, I do really like the seaweed one. Yeah. I do like it. Yeah. Um. So I I think I I think it might be the seaweed one. Also, Hell I do yeah. use a lot of seaweed in my skincare, so I yeah I sure. Um. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. <laughs> An interesting <laughs> McConaughey accent. Uh. Okay. I'm going to be reading from a fan fiction. Wow. Called. <laughs> thank you. Um, <laughs> of course. Called. Unfaithful, presented by Disney Princess, 1986, oh um, published in November, wait, published on November 5th, 2009. It summary is, you can't help who you love. It says that some of the tags are Bella Jasper, Alice Edward. So the whole fucking gang's here. Everyone's here. Everyone is here. All your friends are here. Yes. Um, uh, looks like this was not... English is not this first person or this person's first language. So we're going to be nice, people. We're going to be nice. Doesn't mean we still can't drag them, but we're going to be nice about doing it. Yeah, be a nice drag. Okay. Wait, don't we deserve an explanation, Rosalie asked? I turned to her. All you need to know is that we are in love with each other and that we are sorry for all the pain we caused. And when you can forgive us, we will be back, but never forget how much we all love of you. We walked out the door and jumped on the back of Jasper's Bucati and drove to the edge of the town where we could still hear Edward's screams. Damn. I knew what we would do now back at the Volturi. But that was the last time I would ever feel guilty for what we did. Jasper and I are happy, traveling the world, and I wouldn't have it any other way. I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to be the reason why. And every time I walk out the door, I see him die a little more inside. End scene. Hey. Hey. Not bad. Not the worst. We've read some far filthier and disgusting things. (laughs) I agree. So, you know, <laughs> just all right. All right, all right. Oh, God. 
All right, all right. Are you quite finished? That was in the key of I smell like beef. I smell like beef. <laughs> I should know that I don't like you. <laughs> or our friendship. <laughs> I smell like beef. <laughs> That's my second joke. Okay. <laughs> All right. As we say in Seattle. Get bit. Get wet. <laughs> this is an Earbud Media production. You can find us on Twitter at Earbud Media and listen to the rest of our shows. You can find this show on Twitter at Into the Twilight as well as IntoTheTwilight.show. You can send us an email at IntoTheTwilightShow at gmail.com. You can also become a sponsor of the show or buy some merch at IntoTheTwilight.BigCartel.com. Our art is done by Maddie Padilla, who you can find at YourGhostToast44 on Instagram, and our music is done by Eli Krauss, you can find at EliSourKraus and KrausFilms.com. The intro and outro is by KB Smith, you can find at KB underscore underscore Smith on Twitter. You can find Allie on Twitter at IntoWildPlaces, and you can find me at Dyke Discourse. You've been listening to Earbud Media Production. Earbud Media. Audio for everyone.